First thing I ever heard that affected me musically was Mind Games by John Lennon, the mm-hmm. song Mind Games. I was sitting in the back of my dad's Volkswagen, and it was raining outside, and I was watching the way the raindrops kind of came together. They would come together. And, on the window. On the window, and listening to keep on playing those mind games forever you know um here i am there was something so touching about it that made me know at that moment i think i was three it's really weird because i'm not really speaking to you in front of me but i have to think of you in front of me because if i don't then i won't be able to speak to you I didn't know I was going to be a musician, but I just knew how important music was in my life. Yoni Wolf, this is it, the double W, back again, and uh, this is a great episode with Josh Carter, uh, good talk, good hang with him. Uh, I just got back from five weeks out on the road in the States with my band, Why. Uh, we went all over the place, people ask, you know, that I meet on uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, they say, oh, where did you go? You just traveling around, where did you go? We went everywhere. We went everywhere. We did, you know, east coast, west coast, the middle, the south, the whole nine yards. If we we didn't make it to your town, we probably will next time we are out, which may be, I don't know, in the fall maybe. Keep your eyes peeled. But we are actually going out in two days. Uh, We play, that's May 3rd. We will play, and maybe that's one day, I don't know when I'm putting this out, but May 3rd, we play Nashville, Tennessee. We are recording a live album at Third Man Records. Come on, Marty. Walking the dog. Apologize uh, for he's being stubborn. Um, Recording a live record down there, Third Man Records. That's Jack White's record label in Nashville. Should be uh, a good hang, and... and, uh, it's you know open to the public, so you can buy tickets. To that. I believe there's still some tickets left to that uh, on the internet. Third Man Records, they have a little venue there or something like that, I guess. And we're recording live, all analog, on uh, tape machines and stuff like that. And then that'll be out later in like I don't know six months or a year or God knows what. When? Uh oh, we're encountering a little friend. Who, who is this? Uh, Peaches. This is Peaches, okay. Yeah. who's this? This is Martin, Marty. Martin. I don't know how much Peaches plays with other dogs. It's probably been a minute. Okay, we had a little encounter there. Uh, Marty was feeling Peaches. He was he wanted to be up in, I believe. He wanted to be up in that. Then after after this, this uh, Third Man Records gig in Nashville, we're heading over to, to Kansas City for a middle of the map fest. So come see us there. Then after that, we do a string of dates uh, a week in Japan. Um, 
you've heard of that place. Maybe you live there. Maybe you are an American who's over there visiting. Maybe you're teaching English over there. Uh, Maybe you are an actual Japanese person living there and enjoying your life and you know English and you like listening to this podcast. Well, in that case, we are coming there and going to several cities. I, I, you know, look online for the tour there. If you are in Japan or live in Japan, uh, find that online. A week of dates there, and then we're doing about a month after that, directly after that, in Europe. So if you live in the UK or you live in Europe, you know, big place, I know, but uh, I don't know all, all the dates offhand right now. Get online, and uh, you can go to whywithaquestionmark.com. That's all spelled out, W-H-Y-W-I-T-H-A-Q-U-E, etc. whywithaquestionmark.com, and you can uh, find all of our dates there. So come and see us if you're in Europe, if you're in Japan, Nashville, Kansas City. All right. I, I, I don't want to take up too much time. I, you know, what have I been doing when I've been home? R&R, really, more or less. Just a lot of R&R. Chilling out with my lady friend. Um, you know, trying to reorganize the house a little bit. I don't know. Cooking, eating a lot. Living a life of in-between leisure. That's, you know, how it goes when you're sort of between... Uh, things and and you know between tours and stuff I I don't really not trying to force myself to get too much done and saw my mom sort of when I got home and she said your job now is to just relax your job is to sleep a lot and just relax and that's I've been listening to Dr. Mom for sure so let's move into this conversation that I had with Josh Carter uh, in February So if we're not up to date on our news or if we're not talking about the latest uh, fumbles that the uh, the not my president Trump has been doing or whatever, that's because uh, it was in February. And I don't think we talk about politics at all anyway. Let me get into this conversation with Josh Carter. By the way, I just start. We just okay, go. Yeah, we just yeah, go yeah. in. That's all. Just happens. Yeah, they did this show out in like West Hollywood area, okay. Culver City. It's good to see them. I like. I love. Love me some Future oh, fucking, Islands. Fucking great, man. Um, but he, yeah, he's a real good dude. And he's wearing a cool ball cap that I like. That he sent me a link to. But and we took those guys out on tour like mm, three years ago. For right. Voices and then. Like, they hadn't played for more than, like, 50 people at the time. Really? Yeah. Um, they came up. And then they just, whew, yeah. you know, they did Letterman and just, bam. I'm so happy for them. But, yeah. Um, and then, aside from your song, the Yo Yo Bye Bye song that we were listening to, uh, we listened to, because I was talking with Sarah, I was like, we should hit up Bad Bad Not Good. Do you know that band? Uh-uh. I don't think I've ever heard them. They're cool. They're like kind of like a jazz 
slash like hip hop, mostly instrumental group. Okay. But bad, it, bad, not good. Yeah, all I think one, no spaces between the okay. words, and um, uh, they did a record with Ghostface. Okay. And like a whole album with Ghostface, but on their newest, Sam sings on one of their songs, and it's, it's beautiful. It's really nice. good. Yeah. It's fucking dope. Um, He's been hit, hitting his rap career hard, too, man. Yeah, yeah. I was talking about, because um, right now we're, and I meant to ask you as well, um, we're doing this thing where it's like instrumentals, fanagram instrumentals that are like re- contextualized yeah and redone or I'll use the same samples that I use on the original recordings and have MCs on it you know nice. so like almost Sam, a, re- a remix idea but a little more yeah uh, yeah yeah more reconstructed it's yeah. not like I'm taking straight up instrumentals um but like you know Sam's down to do it yeah I'm doing some shit with Mr. Liff I, I wanted to ask you about doing some shit for sure um and we got uh asap rocky uh-huh. on a track confirmed and joey badass confirmed um I'm trying to get asap ferg on the same mm-hmm. asap rocky one but um we'll see so just yeah nice yeah. man yeah i'm definitely down for that yeah yeah should be good but yeah, well, I'm sitting here with Josh Carter. Here we are at, at his beautiful, beautiful craftsman. Wouldn't you call this a craftsman? Sure. Yeah. Right? Yeah. One, one story craftsman. Yeah. yeah. Craftsman kind of bungalow-esque type. And Josh is a craftsman himself in many ways. Uh <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't really have a plan for these 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 talks, and I didn't really do research on you. I know what I know about you, uh, but I'm curious about things. One thing I'm curious about is, um, well, what your process? Mm-hmm. Do you, or, or more like routine? I've been thinking about that a lot lately in regards to my own life. Do you have like a certain routine for working that you get into? Because mm-hmm. you're you're very prolific, and uh, you know from the outside. And I don't mean to go on forever with my question, but that's sometimes how I go. No, no. Uh, from the outside, I'm like, you know, of course, I feel like I struggle through my work yeah. always, and it like takes for fucking ever. And I'm like, you know, and then I see certain other people and you know from the outside i'm like god it seems so easy for him like you know oh man and you're one of those guys that i see that you're just always putting out dope shit that's see i would say the same i would say the same about you uh let me tell you right now i was just talking with jen my my girlfriend about how uh how much i'm struggling at the moment okay like uh we had a you know a uh, maybe I should spare certain details, but we had a certain meeting and we talked about how, like, uh, just the struggle, how it's been lately. And, like, there there have been these expectations where people are like, oh, man, it, like, or I'll just keep it in, in with me, I guess. But uh, 
Josh, you're always working on music. You're always throwing me songs or got these beats, this, that, and the other thing. And, uh, since I got off of touring for the past five months, I, I sort of hit a dry spot, you know. But generally, I I never had a routine, per se. It was just I would get up, I'd drink some coffee, you know, have a, like, an egg or something, an avocado. Eat, eat light. Yeah. No, I'm interested yeah. in that because yeah. that makes a huge difference. Is yeah. you find you like to eat a light breakfast? I well, I try. I make myself eat breakfast now. Okay, you didn't used to eat at all. You just have some coffee. Normally, I would just have coffee and a couple cigarettes and yeah. then get working. Yeah. Um, but I felt so much more inspiration, and uh, you know, I, I just lately. I know it's coming back. I can actually, I feel it sizzling. And, you know, even like I, I talk to friends, they're like, what are you talking about? Like, you're always working on shit. That's what it seems like. So, like, you're always working on shit. What are you saying? Like, you're not, you're not busy. Or you're not inspired. Like, you just played me like 10 new ideas. Right, right. And, like, why, why are you saying? But I, I, I just feel like, um, you know, I, just at the moment. Maybe it's the neighborhood I live in or just what's going on in my life or just getting off a tour. You need some time to decompress. Do you work on tour? I didn't work a lot on this past tour, but I used to make beats. I used to make beats every single day of the week. So you would just... At least one beat. Well, then what I'm saying is true. You do have... have, You've found a way to work like that. Like, Like, I feel like... I'll go through times, and maybe you're going through a time like that right now, where like, like I'm not always creating. I'm not always creating. Like there's there's like long stretches of time where like I can't, I don't feel like I can do shit. Yeah. Or like I'll get tripped up in my own like workflow in my studio where like, oh, like what you know, what am I supposed to do here? You know, or I don't know. Or like I'll spend like forever on post-production on on songs or something you know Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. and just not be writing or not be Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. do you ever have problems like that or or do you feel like your workflow is pretty down i think it's different every time for me i mean i dude i'll spend three hours working on a snare tone right you know so it, it it really depends i mean some some things, and as far as Fantagram goes, some of our best, in my opinion, and for our fans even, our best work has been written and recorded in a matter of like three hour time span, you know. And I and I love writing like that. I miss yeah. that. Like I love just not thinking, not overthinking, right. and just doing it. You how know? do you how do you how do you bottle that? How do you how do you like? You smoke a lot of weed, and you yeah. don't worry about you don't worry about a fan base. Yeah, or any you don't think. Just don't think about anybody even hearing it. Please yourself first. I feel like it kind of has to be a little bit masturbatory uh-huh you know what i mean yeah and like please yourself make music that you want to hear yourself 
and then the rest will follow. Do you think it it can it can be like stifling to know that you know you guys are pretty popular now and like a lot of people are waiting to hear what you do. Do you feel like mm-hmm. that can be like stifling like when you're like Absolutely. that'll start to come to mind when you're sort of at work and and fuck you up? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean like after after our first record came out, when we made Eyelid Movies, our first album, we had no fans at all. Like, we were just making music that we would want to hear. And we gained a fan base and we started touring. And then, <clears throat> now we're, we just put out our third record. And that hits you. You're like, oh shit. Like, we have, you know, thousands and and thousands of people who like to listen to us and or like a, you know 2 million whatever Spotify listeners um like what are we going to do how are we going to please people but and then and that makes me go that's where I like decide to eat cheeseburgers and pizza and watch Netflix and right. just shut out the world yeah and life becomes depressing but once I get that out of my head and I start thinking about making music because of because I love to make music and I want to create something special, yeah, I start flowing and I just say fuck it, yeah, like, fuck it. If people don't like it, they don't like it, you know. Like, um, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do about it? Right. Like you can't think about that kind of stuff, or else it's just it's really gonna slow you down, and it's gonna make you fat and lazy, yeah. and make you eat cheeseburgers and watch Netflix. I try, I I try, I try to do this. I try to like, and it's not easy. Like I I can tend to be, you know, I doubt myself a lot. I'm hard on myself. Um, but I try to tell myself, you know. Some people like what I do, and the, you know, and like it's only good when I'm not trying to please anybody in any way, and yeah. you know, and yeah. like people only actually like me when I'm not trying to please them, if that yeah. makes sense. Totally, so you just totally. have to, yeah, strip that out of your mind somehow, but it's not easy, it's, it's not easy, but like you're absolutely right. I mean. Uh, from what I gather from other people, is like the songs that people gravitate towards the most. Yeah, are the ones that just kind of flow. You're not thinking about anybody else, and, and that's how it should be. I mean, that's real art. Yeah, um, and it, it gets a little sticky when you mix art and you know, quote commerce or, or like. That is that know, is when it gets know? weird. It gets yeah. funny, and and and. Things get, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. Um, so process-wise, with like with Sarah, ha- like what point in the process do you guys share stuff with each other? I mean, I'm sure it's different every time to an extent, but yeah, what's the yeah. tendency? It really is different every time. I mean, usually I'm like, I, I think a lot of people think that I'm just like, 
oh, the guy makes beats, and then Sarah is, is the singer, and right. she just sings right. over the top of this dude who makes beats. Right. That's like a which, very simplistic sort of way idea of thinking about it. Yeah, which is not true at all. I mean, yeah. I, I play the guitar, I play the drums, I make beats, I produce, I I play piano, and and Sarah plays the guitar, piano, she writes, she's getting better at producing, you know, as we speak. Um, so we, it's, we really trade off. I mean, yeah. it started off more as me being the maestro, the, the complete maestro, really. And like she was I, I, more like what people were thinking, like, and she just sings and you do the music or something. Well, it, it was, I, Fanagram was something, it was my solo work, and I asked her to join me because she just made it sound better. Right. And she took my guidance, and I was kind of orchestrating things. Not not in a way where, like, I was in full, complete control, but she... She trusted my advice, and I knew what was going on, and we had a similar vision. And since then, as she's grown as an artist, she's been writing more mm-hmm. and bring, bringing a lot of great material to the table. And I, I think of us as just a really good, fluid team that mm-hmm. that works well together. Sometimes I'll write uh, you know, just a diddly-bop on piano and send it to her, mm-hmm. and she'll sing just um a melody on top and it might material materialize from that or we'll jam together over a simple drum machine pattern mm-hmm. uh it's just very different you know it's not every we there's no formula for how we make music but you but you said before you like to keep like a do do you in in terms of like making beats, quote unquote, what does that even mean anymore? But but yeah. are, do you like you said you keep a bunch of starts? Mm-hmm. Do you think about it like that, where you have like you know a loop and a drum pattern or something that you just yeah. kind of the start of an idea, and then will you kind of play those for? Do you do you have different ones that feel like okay, this should be for this project, this should be for this project? See that's that's what I try to do. Yeah. But then I Sarah hijacks it or Sarah goes into my archives. She'll take something that you thought then, was for something else. Yeah. yeah. Like a good example of that is we have a song called Fall in Love off of uh Voices that became you know pretty successful. And um but that was like that was a beat that I made. And I was like Shit, I want like I really want Jay Z to rap over this. I really, I, I was just really. I think maybe I labeled it something like January sixteenth, uh, two thousand whatever. Uh, parenthesis Jay Z. <laughs> right. You know, you just heard and, his voice on it. Yeah. Yeah. And Sarah was going through all my shit, and she's like, "This is dope." She's like, you are not giving this out to anybody. Yeah. We're going to turn this into a song. And I was like, all right, we'll take a crack at it. And she turned it into right. an actual, like, and then, you know, then we worked out the middle eight and wrote together. But she really turned it into something 
that I didn't even think. What's the middle eight? The middle eight, like the bridge. Oh, the bridge. Okay. Yeah. That's what they call the bridge. Okay. Yeah. See, yeah. I'm not an industry guy, man. I yeah. like that, the middle eight. I get that from reading a lot of Beatles okay. interviews. That's, yeah. They always call the bridge the middle eight. Like John okay. Lennon would always be like, oh, yeah, well, Paul wrote the middle eight, but right. I wrote the, the rest. Right. That's it. That, I mean, that is the elusive part of the song in a way. You know, there's all. Yeah. You know that you need something that's going to get you out for a minute. Yeah. But yeah, right. How you don't do you feel go about far. bridges? I mean, sometimes Are I use them. Sometimes I don't. Usually they they come naturally if they're going to be. You know, I don't. I don't think in any like specific song structure. Like I, I or I, I try. Yeah. To yeah. not. Yeah. I, I tend towards like. Oh, that's probably. Why? Sorry to interrupt. But no, no. Probably why I love your song so much because there is no like they don't sound formulaic in any sense, but they're very digestible. You know, like and well, I mean, maybe not some of them to yeah. the masses. But, yeah. You know, I, I I I try not to. You know, I try to do both the things that you just said. I try to make my shit sound digestible. Sounds you know nowadays anyway something that is palatable enough. But I also try to not be swayed by feeling like it has to have this or that uh, structure. That said, you know, I often fall into first chorus, first chorus, bridge chorus. You yeah, know I mean? that, that, yeah. That's like often what happens because there's a reason why somebody figured out that that's how to make a good pop song. Because, yeah. you know... It somehow works, but um, it's gonna sell. It's gonna be like people are mean, gonna like. Even beyond that, like it just kind of we, we we who grew up on stuff like that, it just feels right. I guess. You yeah, know? yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but, but I mean, like you listen to bands like man, I it's so funny. If if somebody was to ask what my main influences were on our last album three i would say the beastie boys public enemy silver apples and can okay and i don't think anything off this record sounds anything like that no but i i i could see that though somehow yeah all meshed together somehow you know maybe i don't know but if you listen to like silver apples or can there's no First chorus, first. Right. There's no anything, that, right? But like the music is so, so fucking good. Yes, for sure. And just and like, do you know the band Dungen? Uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like a Swedish or yeah. Norwegian something or other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, they make such incredible music. I, I, I can't say I really remember. I, I've heard them, but I can't remember exactly what they sound like. To be honest, it's real unpredictable psychedelic rock. Yeah, just going off, but they have hooks. Right. It, it just isn't necessarily like you never really get to hear the same hook. They just have a song more than once necessarily, just full of hook after hook. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I kind of like that sometimes. Me too. And I, yeah, I mean, I'm I, I can be a fetishist for like little song parts, even stuff that I write like not like production first, but like you know just on the piano or whatever. Like I'll get like hooked on like you know, and I won't even know really what that part will become or if it'll ever be. Like I have mm-hmm. 
a million little parts that never yeah. become anything yeah. that I still feel like I'm super into, but like I don't know where it would go from there. Right. And I don't right. want to just make a bunch of like ten second songs, you know. But I could. That I might guess. be cool though. Yeah. Think about yeah. like you know, I I think that would be really cool, to be perfectly honest. I mean like when I first started recording music, I wrote a bunch of not necessarily ten second songs, but like thirty second songs. Yeah. And I um maybe it was an influence of like guided by voices or something. Right. Like Bob Pollard writes like he'll write some like one minute long songs or thirty second songs, almost like a like fucking minor threat or something, only it's it sounds like the Beatles. Right. And then and it you works have like so well. Yeah. And then you have like people like Mad Lib or Oh No or something like that, or Jay Dilla, you know, you listen to Donuts. There are these series of vignettes that are just amazing. It's like it's what's the way wrong? They who fit says you can't do and that? Stuff. Yeah. 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 No, totally. Like, and I mean, do you record all of your ideas? I think that's that's to like draw to go back to the beginning of our conversation Routine. of why I feel a little dry at the moment is I'm not recording as many ideas as I used to. And I used to do it all the time. I feel like here's here's the thing. I record them on like on my phone, on my voice notes on my phone, yeah, you know, the like voice memo. Yeah, yeah. Well, just on, you know, vocals and piano, you know, just whatever. But like that's it. And then they they kind of get lost. Like I don't have a great workflow or a great like organizational skills to like you know, here's where all these things go. Here's what so like yeah. they're just like lost in my notes somewhere. Same oh, same, man. Yeah. And that's that's also why Sarah is a really good bandmate to have. Is she organized? She'll, well, she's way more organized than I am. Yeah. yeah, but she'll go through my stuff. Okay. And like just song after song or idea after idea, and be like, and then start organizing for me or for us. Yeah. And like, oh, this is cool. Like she's I like, need somebody to do and that. And she'd be like, why didn't you ever play this for me? I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was shit. She's yeah. like, no, it's not. It's really good. And, and then I'm like, oh, cool. Like, sometimes you need a... Sarah and I are, are really good cheerleaders for each other. And sometimes you need that. It sounds like you have a real you know? good partnership. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's an important thing to have in, in, uh, in this life is to feel like yeah, you have you have someone's there to to uh, you know not only to to hold you accountable, which is good. That's good too sometimes necessary, but to yeah to 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 pick you up when you when you're not quite sure what you're doing or what you have. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I think everybody needs a cheerleader or somebody to champion them. And yeah, because it's. It's like my brother, for example, he's super, super talented. And um, he just put out a new, he just made his first feature, or feature, uh, first short film. Okay. And he it got accepted into a lot of indie um, festivals and stuff. And I'm really proud of him. But What's his name so people can look at him? Well, his name, he goes by Tape Face. Okay. And, uh, but his name is John Carter, the fourth. And, but he is such an incredible songwriter, such an incredible artist. I mean, he has a fine hand. 
he could draw anything. You know, just like in like ten seconds, yeah. just draw like a really cool whatever, just anything. Great musician, great artist, really great filmmaker, as it turns out to be. And I just wish I would see more or hear more from him. And he, I, he works. He, he he's not very prolific. You're saying. I he he's very prolific. He just doesn't play enough for people. I see. So I'll go over to his place. Right. Not these days because he lives in Berlin. But when we both lived in New York, I'd go over. I'd be like, "Play me some shit." Yeah. It's like so much awesome stuff, and I just want to be like John, fucking put this out. Yeah. Like I will put it out. Like what can we do to like get everybody else to hear it? Right. He's like, eh, you know, as I was just dicking around or whatever. I'm like, no, man, this is this is good. Yeah, this is really There's, good. There is something to be said for that. For for you know, I guess most of the time it comes about when, you know, even the person who made it, it you know, a lot of times the person who made it is like, I know I'm the shit. This is dope, and I'm gonna put this out. Mm-hmm. But yeah, without that, you need someone else to do that. But but I, I think there's a lot of people, probably, in that camp that yeah. are, that aren't self assured enough to. I think there's both camps. There's people that are too self assured that shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. That put out Hell stuff down. before they should. Yeah. You know, I I have a lot of kids that hit me up, and God bless them. You know. Mm-hmm. Some of them are super dope, and you know, but some of them, it's like. You don't need to release the first thing you do. Like keep working, keep yeah. you know, keep trying, and 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 you know, don't do it as something to get you famous. Do it as something because you love doing it. And absolutely, but then yeah, there's other yeah. people. I I do believe there's there's probably, I mean, probably less of them, but there's there's definitely a faction that that uh, you know that you hear about these people. They find their archives when they die or something, and it's just like you know, yeah, you know, they're just sitting on fucking vaults of incredible shit that they're not scared, but whatever, just don't want to show the world yeah. for one reason or another. Yeah, I mean, I, I think about that often with even, you know, with good friends or people like my brother or even myself. I mean, I hope that, like, if they know, can figure out the password to, like, get into all my shit or whatever. Bosco. Yeah. Yeah, is that a Seinfeld episode? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yoo-hoo. Um Yeah, but like, oh, kind of reminds me of Daniel Johnston for some reason. Yeah, why. you think of these outsider artists. So there's this guy named like John Deck for a while. Did you ever watch that documentary? There's some documentary about this like weird reclusive like Texan folk artist that no one has ever seen. You know, and like. Mm-hmm. these tapes started coming out because, you know, I don't know, somebody went over there and sort of got his material or whatever. Yeah, you... It, I mean, the the fact is, I believe anybody who's actively creative has a deep well of material that is unfinished and unreleased or finished and unreleased. or You know, I think mm-hmm. that's probably a fairly typical thing because it's yeah. hard to... The stuff that gets released at least in my experience, is, like, the tip of the iceberg, like, finished, finished stuff that, you mm-hmm. know... You know, sometimes that's 
how it should be because that's the stuff that should get polished to that point, you know? Yeah, yeah. But why not, like, why not start... I've been saying this to Sarah for a, for a while. I mean, why not just put out a series of vignettes? Who right. says that you have to, like polish or make something like this beautiful pop song or this perfect thing right if it sounds cool it sounds cool if like i mean i, I find totally. it super compelling to listen to short ideas actually one of my biggest influences that got me into music was listening to um john frusciante uh-huh um the when he was like real strung out on heroin, the the shit that he put it's out great on, music on four track, yeah, it's yeah. great and it's full of soul. Absolutely, it's full of so much soul and depth, and it's not it's so far from perfect. Something similar to that and the and the God of Our Voices stuff that you're talking, like the early yeah. God of Our Voices, yeah. the B thousand and, and right, right, yeah. like Gold Heart Mountain, yep. like Queen Directory shit, yep. and yep. um, but. Yeah, I mean, I just, I fell in love with just, like, songs like Your Smile is a Rifle and It's Pointing at You, or My Smile is a Rifle, rather, and and uh, just, and they were all short songs, I mean, like, but it was so heavy and hard-hitting, it didn't need anything else. Right. It didn't need anything else. And who's to say that, that's my only thing. I mean, totally. actually doing this interview right now, is inspiring to me. Right. It's, think, it's inspiring me. Oh, it's, it's, it's making me remember. Yeah. It's jogging my memory yeah. and making me realize I'm feeling why that I'm too. doing this. I'm, I'm feeling like, that too. You're talking about that right now. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, little vignettes. Yeah. Little fucking vignettes. Why, why not? not? Yeah. Why not? Have a fucking yeah. album that's 20 songs. Yeah. Of... They they can be however long you want them to be. Right. Like, Not every like that's the thing. It's like it's easy to fall into this like rut of of feeling like things have to be a certain way. Like even yeah. even the yeah. idea of an album, right? Even the Yo, idea of like absolutely. you know that's like something that and that's you know of course I think trending wise that is sort of going maybe that is going out. I still like. Having grown up with them and being so like enamored with albums, mm-hmm. and like I like mm-hmm. this album by Bob Dylan or this album by so and so, yeah. Like I still, my tendency is to is to work towards albums, but sure. Well, what about EPs though? Right. What about? I mean, EPs? my bloody Valentine used to put out just EPs. For, yeah. For a while, and like they were great. Yeah. I mean, I think people, out, I think EPs are happening more now, right? Yeah. I I, I think. The problem with albums, I mean, and I agree with you, like, I grew up the same way, like, like a great album is a great album, and there's a lot to be said about making a a good album, Um, but I mean, we're living in weird times, Yeah, that's for sure, as far as how people consume music, um... I'm losing my train of thought well, the, a little the, bit. To but, me, uh, the thing about the thing about the, that, you know, this is to, to just sort of uh, play devil's advocate with what I just said about you know why should we do up the, the thing about an album is that, and I think th- that that is kind of cool in this in this time period is that if it does if 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 you do have a, a good concise like 
you know, um, consistent album, it is kind of a way for people to get sucked into your world for a little bit. Sure. And, and you know, especially for, okay, stuff that I do, you know, I think your guys' stuff, you know, you have songs that are more single-ish, right? They can sit on their own better. Sure. A lot of my stuff, and I'm not, you know, whatever. I like some of my songs. I'm not what, being self-deprecating. But, you know, they, they're be- sometimes they're better to be listened to just as the album all the way through because they might not, on their own, do what they need to do. But, it all, you know. Sure. No, and the same for your shit, too. Your shit, too. Like, yeah. it, ha- it has a different context when you listen to it in the flow of the album than mm-hmm. it does on its own. So that there's something to be said for that. Like I'm getting Abs- into this person's world for, you know, half hour, 40 minutes or whatever instead of like just a single on Spotify. Absolutely. And that's why, you know, I mean, I think that's what attracted me to to your music to begin with was like it just like you could get sucked into that world and it all made sense. You know, like it's kind of and not to belittle your music or anybody's music or my own music. But it, it's almost like as if you were to splash a few colors of paint onto a canvas, and if that's all the person can see at once, they might not get the whole picture unless like they see the continual splatters of paint and how it all works together. Right, exactly. You know? Yeah. I mean, um, ideally, each one can be plucked out and sit on its own yes, as well. Yes, exa- yeah. exactly. And, and that's what I mean. Um, can you pause it? Real yeah, quick? of course. I, I of gotta... course. You've heard, uh, what do you think of Kendrick? I mean, he's incredible. Yeah, amazing. When I first heard, uh, sorry, my buddy Go Dreamer hit me up. I don't know if you met him or not. I think so. He makes really good music. Okay. He's cool. He, uh, I first met him when I was in, um, Atlanta working on Big Boy's last solo record. Okay. Uh, he produced one of the tracks that we worked on with. But, um, yeah, he might stop by in a little bit. But, cool. Um, um, go Dreamer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and that, what he, he, it was that like a remix of the Kendrick or something? Yeah, well, yeah, no, it just popped up. I don't know, with okay. certain friends, like, certain things come up. Um, <clears throat> now, when you were say to go back to, I'm just curious, when you say you used to slash will, once you're out of your rut, uh, make beats every day, Yeah, what does that mean? Like, MPC, like, loops, like... Um, yeah, well, definitely not, like, a song. Sure. You know, definitely not, like, you know, it, it's weird. The more I, the more I get to work with different MCs, the more I, I learn about how they work. It's like, like Nas, who I, I haven't worked with yet right now, but, um, like, apparently he, he needs... The entire song. He he, he want, he just wants to write to the whole song, basically. The whole thing. Say, okay, here's a verse, here's a chorus, here's a verse, here's a chorus. Yeah. And then he fills yeah. in the bars. Yeah. Right. And then there's some people who just like, you throw them a loop and they can just write. 
Right. Um, and then you then you sequence it later to to what they write. Yeah, and then you do the drops or like, and then adding cuts if you want. Yeah. This that or the other thing. Um, and then there's people who are kind of like half halfway. You know, working with Big, who who's been one of my idols, like he and Dre, um, for forever. I mean, Outkast was a huge influence on me as a musician yeah and fantagram um but working with big it wasn't like you don't you don't just give him a beat like he needs context he needs an idea even if i name like he even focuses because like if i give big a beat i'm not going to name it february you want to give him a title that he can work off 2017. of. 2017, yeah. yeah. Like, I got to be like, Jesus of Nazareth. Right. Or, Here Comes the Sun, Part 2. Or, right. Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo, whatever. But, like, it, as long as he has some kind of vibe, or, like, Driving Through the Night. Right. Want, if if he has something to to like start he, with, he needs uh, what do you call those like uh, prompts? Yeah, 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 yeah. But that that's what gets him like going. Yeah, okay. You know, you got to give him that. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I, you this know, is good. I, th- you're leading me right into my next question, which is about collaborations. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. No. Continue. But please. everybody's different. Um, so it's just like. And, uh, but some people are, are just slow cookers. Some people are like, can just spit. Like my buddy Liff, Mr. Liff for the record, I guess, um, who I've been a fan of for years and we've become good friends. I mean, like I gave him a beat that I made and the next day, I mean, he's such a good dude and he's so, he's talk about prolific. He knows how to work. But I gave him a beat, and the next day he gave me 32 bars and a hook. Damn. You know, like 32 bars and a hook. Right. That's, some people, like, might give you, like, three bars, which you can't even work with. Right. And no hook, like an odd number of bars. Like, right. what am I just to lay out the fourth bar or hey, something? Hey, you know, that like, <laughs> don't get stuck. Don't get, don't get, uh... Pulled into the structure. Maybe three bars is what it... Exactly. Right. Maybe it should be like... We should start... I mean, who's ever done a hip-hop song that's... that's In four, <laughs> but three bars. Uh, uh, yeah. Or who's ever even Nothing done a hip-hop it. song that's like in five-four? I'm sure it's been done. I'm, I'm sure it's but, been done, but too. Probably but probably not like, mainstream. Yeah. Right. Probably like some like uh, like music school nerds. You know. Right. Well, which I wish would happen more. I mean, we even have a song called Make a Fist. It's not that complicated, but it's in 5-4. Yeah. And we, you know, there are like our real dedicated fans who love it. Well, we ended up stopped playing it live because <laughs> there was, it was night after night after night where just people just couldn't. Right, right. They we're, 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 a culture, we're a culture of four and maybe six, but that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like you got the three-four ballad or yeah. the four-four, yeah, or two yeah. on two on the or four on the floor, like right. 
but you know. Well, yeah. When I say four and six, that includes three and two. You know. Obviously, yeah. You want to go sit out there? That's fine. Do you mind? No. No. Cool. Yeah. I no. I. I you know, I, I definitely dabble into. I mean, I, I basically follow my uh, often just follow my lyrics a lot of times. So I'll have like you know, oh, there's a bar in seven here, and there's a bar in you know whatever. Like I just kind of let it. I try to let that happen when it happens. If it doesn't mm. sound too uh, fake or, or forced, you know. Right, what I'm saying? right, yeah. Too unnatural. But so okay, so but you're talking. We're talking about collaborations. I mean, okay, it's one thing with a longtime collaborator like Sarah or like Big has become for you, mm-hmm. I guess, and you know, you know, but how do you go into something with someone as as a producer slash, you know, and when I say producer, I, I mean, you know, what you are, guy that makes... It's a loose term yeah, at this yeah, point. Yeah, with what you do, with with whatever you're working on. Like, how do you go about entering into a collaboration with somebody? And ha- like, you know, do you, we, I guess you were just talking about it, sort of. But like, you know, do you? How do you know which kind of which kind of artist you're working with in terms of like, you know, do you give them a loop? Do you give them the whole thing? Do you get you know? How do you come to those conclusions? See, that's that's the whole thing. Is I don't know. I'm, it's still a work in progress. Like, I, there are some people, like I said, that can work with the loop, and there are some people that need a whole song, and there are some people that just need a basic idea to roll with. Uh-huh. And I, and I'm just learning. I'm yeah. just, it's a, yeah. It's a work in progress. Do you, you know? like, do you like, um, you know, it sounds like you you've been doing a lot of you know rap production and stuff like that. Do you yeah. do you like um, that? Do you like a vi- very like working with different people at different times? I or is that a necessary evil or uh, you know? I think it's yeah, it's just a necessary evil. It's part of what you have to do. Yeah, you know, like because I'm not Dr. Dre or somebody who's like I'm not like high in demand or anything like that um i do think i have a lot to bring to the table it's just the thing is is everybody's not me and i i gotta remind myself that you know like my own ego or my own just taste gets in the way or uh or just my own patterns of the way i think nobody is like me and I'm not like anybody else so like I can't expect people to just know what you're gonna want you mean or yeah well like I can't or how they like ideally I would just want to give somebody a loop right and have them spit and then I can work around them but that's just not how it it works with everybody right some people need more yeah 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 like I I mean I would like to just give people a loop of a drum track not even no samples, no anything but else, you got, just drums. But 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 you can understand how, and for me to hear that as a rapper or whatever I am, 
you know, I, I feel like, and I, you know, I, I could do that, but like, I understand why someone would want a little more inspiration. You know what I mean? Because like, they want mood. Yeah, they, they want, want mood. Exactly. They want mood. Exactly. They want context. Sometimes, yeah. you yeah. know, they want a starting point. They want um, something to, you know, just feed off it. Like, what's yeah. the vibe? What's the vibe? Right. And. For me, I, I guess I just don't think that way, and that's why I'm saying it's just, it's a work in progress, and I'm getting better at it, and um, I'm always learning. What about Sarah? Will she take? Can, can she? You know? Do you guys have that kind of symbiotic thing where you can just give her a drum loop and she can start to? Yeah. Yeah, and you kind of. Yeah. She'll, she'll give you a little bit. You'll give her a little bit more. She'll give you that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Definitely yeah. a lot more. So, you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, and that sounds like really true collaboration. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But, I mean, I would say at least eh, probably 85, 90% of the time with Sarah, like, if she gets her hands on a beat that I make, it does have probably more context than just drums. Yeah. You know, because I can make drum loops all sure. all day. Sure. You know, anybody can, but... Um, you know, who I really vibe on is Vince Staples mm-hmm. these days, because, like... You've been working with him? Um, I'm... Well, I'm trying to, like... He, he just did a... He just interviewed us for Interview Magazine for okay. some shit, and... I'm trying to do some shit with him. Um, hopefully, he'll be on this this next record. Uh-huh. But um, I love the minimalism behind like his, his shit is just so dope. And I feel in terms of the beats, you mean? Or, yeah, yeah. The beats and like who's like, who's, who's he, making it's more his about his voice that yeah, is yeah, like yeah. puts it right on top. Like, yeah, kind of controlling the whole scenario, the whole way, and the beats are dope too. But it's not like some people like more melodies. Some people like yeah. some people like dissonance. I mean, right. if you listen to like early '90s hip hop and stuff, yeah. you have stuff like it's like boom, boom, ch, boom, 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 like right. some weird right. it's some some and sax like, over the shit yeah, that's just yeah. not in the same key at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, it, but it's like, but it, it works. Somehow. It, it yeah. totally works. And yeah. That's kind of how I see like Vince is like a modern day example of doing something with like. Not necessarily dissonance, but mm-hmm. just like this kind of minimal aspect. Like there's trap aspects in it, and there's also drum breaks. Also, um, you know, when you listen to like King Push, when you like Push a T, mm-hmm. like that song "Numbers on the Board." Have you heard that? Uh, I may have heard it. I, I can't think of that right now. Oh man, it's it's just like a dope drum break. Mm-hmm. With this blown out loop that's like, if I mixed it, I'd mix it differently, but it's this blown out loop that's way louder than the drum break. Right. And there's not, there's really no melody at all. It might just be like one bass line that's just like, doom, 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 the uh-huh. whole way through. And it, But it's like the greatest song ever. Simplicity. Yeah. I just, sometimes I just love that's it. the best thing. Yeah. And it's hard, sometimes it's really hard. It's harder to be simple than it is to be complex, I yeah, find. I yeah, find. Yeah. You know, or minimal. Like, and I'm the same way. I prefer 
when I hear other people's shit, the shit that I respond to most, nine times out of ten, is like the shit that sounds really minimal and really mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. Because it focuses mm-hmm. on something that works really well without adding a whole lot of schmaltz to it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like yeah. Whether it is just like just a hot ass rapper or whether it's like a really beautiful melody or whatever Mm -hmm. you know it does that in a more singular way absolutely how do you get there how do you arrive at that see i i don't know i mean like uh, i'm always kind of working and and kind of push and pulling between the idea of minimalism and maximalism yeah um and also i mean there's definitely a time and place for maximalism as well absolutely i mean but listen to my bloody valentine it's like chalk or like cocktail twins but it's like full of layers it's almost maximal to the point of minimal if that makes sense you know adding so much shit that it becomes this wall of just like a singular exactly and and like well and when you picture a wall it's a wall yeah and a wall of sound a wall is one thing yeah so you're not adding it's not a bunch of stacks of Legos. It's, it's literally a wall of Legos right. in front of you that you're listening to or seeing, which does make it minimal, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really great way of thinking about it. Yeah, that is, um, that's interesting. But um, but then you have bands like, like the Pixies. Right. Which did a great fucking job at doing the minimal to maximal maximum or whatever you want to say like the loud quiet mm-hmm. right quiet, the loud, loud quiet you, know. you guys do that yeah yeah, and, yeah i mean do, that's yeah. that's a real that's a real uh effective technique for sure tried and true yeah you know uh i mean you know dynamics you know which is ho- i always find it tough to maintain dynamics I mean, this is getting technical, but with mastering, like, you know, to feel like yeah. you can have a loud record, but it still maintains the dynamics. It needs to be exciting, you know, yeah. That's, yeah. The, that's the golden fucking like yeah. ticket. If you can make that happen. Mixing and mastering, man, that's a whole so other, it's a whole other art. Do you right feel there. like you're, you're a very competent mixer? Are you mix like how much are you mixing of your own stuff? I'm not sure really. I mixed our first record, uh-huh. and I mix a lot of other things, mm-hmm. a lot of like side stuff. I think I'm competent. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, would I say that I'm amazing at it? No. Um, yeah. But I think I I do a, a decent job. Yeah. But it's all like. It all depends on what people want to hear, too. I mean, when I, like, I mixed our first record, and a lot of people said that the drums are too loud, and they mm-hmm. buried a lot of the music, and I was mixing things on shit monitors or, like, crappy headphones, or and maybe it was how I just wanted things to sound. But, like, again, with even the idea of a wall of sound, like, I think... I don't know if Kevin Shields like actually mixed or mixed any of the music I'm not that, sure. that they did. But I I know he took I know I, as far as production goes, he did produce it, yeah. I think. And I and I know he from all you know, the stories I've heard, he spent like millions of dollars and and years and years to do that album. I think he took like 10 years yeah. and he I I 
from what I've Love read. Love what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From what I've read, I think you put the label out of business. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, um... God bless them for standing behind him and keep yeah. feeding him the fucking money for the studio. Like, yeah, right? Yeah. Shit. But I... I guess he produced a Dinosaur Jr. record that I haven't okay. heard yet. I didn't know that. Yeah, I gotta figure out which one that is. Interesting. But, yeah. Well, I yeah, I mean, the, the, to, to me, and I, I mixed this most recent Y record, and I haven't for a few records, and, mm-hmm. you know, I don't... Again, same thing, I guess, as you, is, like, I feel like I can do it and figure out how to do but i'm not i'm not a wizard at it whatsoever there's something about that and mastering as well same thing is like there's something about both of those that is for me as as a as like a i don't want to call myself an audiophile but like somebody that like i get off when on when i hear some shit that's like super high fidelity or like super crisp in a certain way or whatever i i love it mm-hmm. and like but yeah i don't know still maintaining life you know somehow yeah yeah well that's actually i, I read an interview with with you guys um where i mean with you yeah about a y record uh probably four years ago about yeah. about now but uh i remember you saying i want the snare to sound like an outcast record <laughs> yeah and did you say that? Am Probably. I, am I, I mean, or am I just like I making like, that up? I like you. Definitely grew up on Outcast. Yeah, and, you know. I mean, that's. I yeah. mean, they did a good job at somehow making those snares. Like, yeah. The snare, like that's what I love about Dirty South hip hop. That was like they make the snares make you like blink. Yeah. Yeah. And but like they still maintain the dynamics, like especially Outcast. Yeah. You know, oh, those those records sound amazing! Like yeah. and UGK as uh, well too. But yeah, in my humble opinion, like Outcast with Equimini and Stankonia. I was gonna say uh, I was gonna say Equimini because mm-hmm. that and that's like a slept on record. I feel like, or at least at the time it was like that came out in what ninety eight, ninety nine, something like that. Yeah, yeah. And I remember like they put out Rosa Parks, and I just I, I feel like that didn't get the praise it deserved because to me that record like yeah but they sold four million copies okay all right fine <laughs> never mind i just felt so, like at least among and maybe it was my friend group like we were like atlians or atlians however you say that like mm-hmm. that was like our shit you know and yeah. then like the next one was equipment after that right yeah and like i just feel like nobody was really talking about it for me like for me, actually, Return of the Gangster, the first fucking track, was yeah. always the one that was yeah, like, yeah, whoa. Yeah. But I'm always a sucker for, like, a tone like that. Just this mm-hmm. ominous fucking... Mm-hmm. Oof. Yeah. That song, man. I used to put that on any mixtape I gave anybody that was on there. Yeah, no. They they knew how to do it. And, like, it's it's such an amazing thing that, like, I get to work at Stankonia. That's like, awesome. Like, whenever... Pretty much whenever the fuck I want to. Yeah. Great. Like, I'm so, you know, honored and blessed to to get to befriend people that I look up to, like, big. And you, you know, like, I, I remember. Oh, stop it. I'm, no, I'm dead serious. This, my my buddy Sime, Simon Grimes, he goes by Sime Jesus. He's a really good MC and beat maker. Yeah. But, um, he had this Anticon, uh, 
compilation CD. Okay. With, with, it was a black CD with a picture of an ant on it, a white ant. And uh, oh, that was the first time I heard, like, Why and Cloud Dead mm-hmm. and all that. And I was like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> yeah. What is this shit? I was like, I want to be like this. This, like, I, like, but I also felt a super deep connection to it because I felt like I was already kind of doing it, but I was like, people are doing this and, and other people actually care about it, you know? No, no one said people anyone that, cared about it. No one, you don't want to care about it. Well, my buddy Sam did, <laughs> Son, okay, you know, okay. like, so, like, obviously, if he I was, was out the, in the world, he introduced me to it, you know? yeah. And my brother worked for Zoo York, uh, the, the skateboard company, for a bit, and he gave me this this uh, this clouded, um, um, you know, demo CD, not for resale, whatever. Right, right, right. Thing. And I like, I couldn't stop listening to it because I just thought it was like, like this is this is how all music should be, you know. <laughs> Man, that's I'm honored that you say that, you know. Um, and and I think and that, and I'll tell you what makes sense to me why you would like it is because you're talking about that John Frusciante you're talking about mm-hmm. that God of Our Voices you have yeah. like I have a, a like a, you're into like shit that sounds like it's from home and from the heart and from yeah. like just that homemade kind of sound somehow gets me too I don't know what it is absolutely but it just sounds more real sometimes yeah it just it totally sounds more real it's, it's authentic it's yeah. it's from the heart and it just makes more sense to me that's yeah. the kind of shit that and that's like also another huge influence was Sparkle Horse like oh, when yeah. I first heard um you know uh dixie submarine whatever viva dixie submarine blah blah Uh blah the one i know is it's a wonderful life that's one of my top (sighs) albums of all time my my favorite albums of all time me and and getty just listened to that on that last uh tour that we did we uh maybe two tours ago popped that on and yeah man i've listened to that record i can't even count how many times i bought it the day it came out I was in L.A. for the very first time. I bought it the day it came out at some record store, like mm-hmm. Virgin or Tower or whatever, and just listened to it and listened to it. Listened. Like, it's just amazing. He recorded a lot of it on his own at Static King. Okay. Dave, Dave Fridman, I think, eventually produced all of it. Really? The, yeah. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. I guess back then, when I listened to that, I wasn't really thinking about producers and stuff like that. Right. Do, and, okay... So he, I thought he was from, where's Static King? I don't know where that is. That was in, I think, the Smoky Mountains of North Carolina. Okay, see, I, 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 I thought he was from Tennessee or somewhere in that general area. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's so sad. And you know, he, 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 he killed himself, man. The day he killed himself, so we were sad. in, uh, Sarah and I were on tour, and we had a show in Santa Barbara, California. Mm-hmm. I remember reading about him killing himself, and... We just whipped up last minute right before we went on stage in front of, like, I don't know, 25 people or something. Right. Um, a cover of It's a Wonderful Life. Yes. And, uh, yeah, and we actually, we have a, co- a recorded cover of a song called Saturday okay. by Sparkle Horse that's going to come out 
soon. Oh, nice. And uh, that's going to be the B side of an A side, and all the proceeds are going to a suicide um, prevention um, or suicide awareness foundation. Nice. Um, because our, our sister Becky uh, committed suicide this last year during the making of our record. Totally took a devastating, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, not yeah. not a fun thing. Yeah, yeah. Did that just throw you out of your life, basically? Oh man, I mean, quite like, a while. I think the worst thing you'll I've ever had to do in my entire life is like make that phone call or yeah. not make that phone call. I drove over to Sarah's house to tell her that her that her sister, also my best friend, had committed suicide and you know a lot of that kind of pain went into our the making of of our latest album yeah um even though all of our albums are kind of dark have a lot of dark undertones lyrically at least you know a lot of that pain went into this record yeah i can feel that yeah in there yeah yeah Oh man! How do you segue out of that? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to segue out of something like that. Or do you need to eat, man? I mean, um, yeah, well, we can, we gonna, can be done. We got now. But yeah, if there's anything else we want to talk about, please. Well, yeah, like, I was gonna take a whiz and grab some more wine, but I mean, that's fine but, with me. Whatever. Either way, whatever you're feeling, man. Can you keep talking. Or? Cool. <laughs> but something I ask a lot of guests. Um, that I have and, you know, that I'm curious about for you is, like, where do you, like, and, you know, if if you don't want to talk about it, you don't have to, but where where do you see yourself going or what, what do you see, what do you see as a future thing that you'd like to get into, um, you know, in the next, I, I don't know, it could be in the next five years or it could be, like, way down the line. Or a way you want you see your life going, or or do you mm. feel like it's it's headed right in the right direction? You feel great about it, mm. and it doesn't have to be with music. It can be, you know, we were talking about where you want to live or what you know. It could be, yeah, anything. yeah. I mean, well, um, I see my life. I want to own a house. Have you never owned a house yet? No. Okay. No, I've never had money. Yeah. You know. But you do now. I have a little. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm not rich or anything, but, like, I I feel blessed that I get to make a living off of music. Yeah. Um, But I I never had money, and and I I grew up waiting tables and all that, and I don't even have a proper degree... Uh, and I didn't anything, so. look. I, just to, just to cut in here for one second, oh, yeah. I didn't go back to all that shit because I figured you've talked about all that shit and people, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of like how you got started in music and what what you grew up on, and I mean, is that stuff boring to you? Like, I, not really. Not with you. No, I'd be because, curious about it to be honest. No, like, but finish I, that, uh, all that stuff is really fun and interesting. Yeah. With you because you know what I'm talking about. Sure, like, sure. Yeah, I've had so many fucking interviews where people are like, "It's different." Where yeah. are you from? Right. Where'd the name come from? Blah right. blah blah. Like, like I can't mention a band like Guided by Voices, right? Uh, or even like 
say John Frusciante and yeah. in regards to his, his solo stuff. his solo yeah. heroin days, yeah, and have people really know what the fuck I'm talking about, you right? Know? Right. So you no, know, it's been great that I would chatting with. You. I have to shout out my buddy Matt Melton for that one because I wouldn't know what that is if it wasn't for him. But he he was obsessed with that shit for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, shout out to Matt then. Yeah, yeah. Um, so okay, but but I'm sorry, but you can get get back to what you were saying about owning a house and yeah. So you were saying you know you you know you don't have a proper degree, waiting tables, blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I I would like to own a house. I would like to have a studio in my place. It doesn't have to be, I'm not saying like, you know, a Neve desk with 64 channels or anything like that, but just like a but nice... just 56 or whatever, you know? Sure, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just 56. That's all I need. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, fuck it. Uh, just a, a a nice place to set up where I could... Ideally, like a drum kit, an amp, everything is like right. All, you don't even have a drum kit set I up want. here. Uh, there's there a drum is a kit drum in kit in here, in there. Yeah, yeah, that my friend let me borrow. Yeah, my drums are in three different places right now. Yeah. Like, but um, have everything set up, ready to go, ready to like record and just like patched go. in, right? Like patched in, ready mics to go. Up, yeah, right. That's a fucking yeah, fantasy. I yeah. love the sound of that. Yeah, that, and that's not too far off. No, I mean, I you think can do I, that. Yeah, I mean, I'll engineer myself. I'll just like hit record and run to the drums, you know, or whatever. Um, I mean, that's how I've always done it, anyway. But. Do you wait when you? But but okay. So when you do drums though, now like mm-hmm. you do record it yourself, or you'll go to a studio and do those. Oh, well, both. It, yeah, yeah. It really depends, man. You know, yeah. like, I've made snare hits out of a pen cap on, sure, a, on sure. a wooden table. And you, it, it, would you say that you, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm throwing you all the fuck over the place. No, no. Would you say that even if you play the drums live, you'll you'll kind of resample and resequence and chop up and st- shit like I that? I chop my drums, yeah. yeah. I yeah. chop my drums up. Yeah. I'm not, I used to be a decent drummer. Now I'm only good enough for like making like recording my own breaks and shit like right, that, right. you know, like or looping stuff up, right? But, um, Finding one part of it that you like. Yeah, yeah, I can't. I'm not good enough anymore to just play through a whole track. I mean, I, I'm sure I I know I have it in me, but I, it would take a good six months to a right. year to get it back. Right. Um. But yeah, so ideally, like that. A house with a with a studio that I feel comfortable in, and some kind of inspiration. Hopefully, a dog. Yes. You know. Yeah, I, I you know I don't have a dog. I, this your girlfriend has a dog. My girlfriend has a dog, and he's wonderful. Um, but uh, you know, like I just want I I really enjoy. A simple life and being inspired and creating. And that's really what I want out of life. And, you know, a little money, too. Everybody wants money. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't have to be rich or famous. I just, I just want to be able to create music and 
do that. I mean, if I were to go deaf, maybe I'd pursue visual arts. Do you think? Do you worry about stuff like that sometimes? Do you- I don't worry about it, but I think about it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, there's that low song, uh, When I Go Deaf. Mm-hmm. Do you know low? Uh, yeah, of yeah, course, yeah. Yeah, they, they got that song, When I Go Deaf. And I, I can't say I know the song, more. but yeah, maybe I've heard it, but yeah. Yeah, great, great no, band. that's okay. I mean, I, like like we were saying earlier, like we don't even know the names of our own right, songs. Right, right. You know? But uh, I, 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 I don't doubt that there's going to be something creative coming out of me. Yeah. Uh, regardless of what happens. But ideally, I would just like to have a solid career with music, whether it's in Fantagram or a new project or producing um, or anything like that or scoring. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to have a... Nice little house and and hopefully a, a wife and kids. Someday. This is the American yeah. dream that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You already got the white picket fence I right know, there. I know, I <laughs> know, right? See, yeah. That's why I moved here. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, right. So yeah, you you yeah. kind of have a settle, settling down kind of fantasy almost of having what you need. I kind of do. Yeah, I kind of do. And you know, like I used to have this sort of live live fast die young live you know mentality like i don't know it's like growing up skateboarding and listening to punk rock or whatever but um i i want to live and i want to be happy and that's mm-hmm. what matters you know like i've suffered from depression off and on you know for so long i just want to be happy yeah, and I want to. I want to live, and I want to create. And yeah, what else is there? Yeah, at that point, I'm. I, yeah, I'm the same. I, I have. Yeah, I, I have. I also want that. I'm all my life's trying to like. You know, how do I be happy? And I, you know. Yeah. I, it is it, it, a struggle. I do come from the darkness. Uh, Same. You know. Well, do you ever wonder if... Uh, sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. I mean, do you ever wonder, like, what's going to happen when you are happy? You're not going to be able I, to just, make any well <laughs> any cool music? Or? I don't I don't even know. I don't even know where the music comes from. Because, like, it, but there, there is that, that yes, that oftentimes it, it will come out of moments of, of despair. Uh, but I don't think it's impossible for it to come out of joy. I mean, I, I almost feel like I don't think so either. You know, some of my new, newest record, I, I do feel like came out of moments of joy in, in some ways. Um, but yeah, it's I, I don't know. I, I just even music aside, I just feel like sometime in my life it would be nice to just feel just satisfied with you know just what is. I don't know, just to. To be like, all right, I'm I'm good with however I am right now, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. That's that's always the, the the struggle for me. I always want something. I always want, you know. It's insatiable. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. 
And I, I don't know if that ever goes away. Yeah. You know, I see people like, I don't know if L.A. is the best place for a person like me to live, you know, but I see people and I'm friends with certain people that, you know, like nothing's ever enough. And, and but I also You mean find, people that are more successful and you see them still striving for more success yeah, above or, that? Yeah, or, but like, yeah, and but what is success? Is it fame? Is it right. money? Is it... Right. Like, to me, and why I answered your question like that is like, to me, success is like a house that I like, a nice dog, a wife, some some kids. Yeah. You know, like, it, it sounds like the American dream, and it is. But that's pretty natural human stuff, really. I mean, you're, what you're talking about is shelter procreation you know i mean and companionship with the dog i mean this is you know this is that's pretty normal natural stuff to want sure um i mean once upon a time i i didn't feel that way but like even uh the other day i was uh sitting through a writer's block and i watched this doc on um on a what's his fucking name for motorhead uh, lemmy lemmy yeah and i see him in his hollywood uh flat doing crystal meth and whatever speed and drinking all that and that's the life that he chose and that's fine and that's good and he did I, it all the way through, right? Yeah, he did. He never stopped. He did. That's rock and roll. And, you know, like, and that's, at one point, I probably felt the same way. And sometimes I feel that way now, even. But really, when I think about it, it's not what I want. And that's Did shit. you have a period of going hard like that with drugs and shit like that? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, yeah. Just everything I, kind of guy? Or did yeah. you have, like, a specific thing that you always... I mean, I... There were... I, well, okay, so my late teens... I, I mean, say, you don't have to say if you don't want to say. I don't, yeah, I, yeah, fuck it. Like, I don't... I, I'm i an open book. I don't cool. I don't give a shit. But in, in my late teens until I was about 24, I used to smoke weed all day, every day. Mm-hmm. It was my thing. And, like, I, I could function, I'd do it, and... I still now I love smoking weed and and making music, but outside from making music or writing, mm-hmm. I can't really smoke because I get paranoid. Something doesn't always go well with with social settings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something kind of hit me one day, and I just got bugged out. And after that, I just couldn't smoke weed. But then, and I went through. I, I moved to to New York City when I was younger. I went through a cocaine period mm-hmm. um and did a lot of a lot of cocaine um like it was going out of style and I was broke too so I don't even know how I managed to do such a expensive expensive <laughs> fucking yeah. drug but um you know now I just like I'll do whatever here and there sure but, and I love But you feel like, like you have a handle on it I do, I do. You know, and I've had issues with alcohol as well. Um, but like I now I I'm just doing my thing and I'm trying to keep things in moderation. Mm-hmm. 
and um, that's just how it is. But I, I mean, I definitely think that if there's one drug that I could say is really great artistically, mm-hmm. it's weed. Yeah, it's weed. I don't think most artists can argue against that. I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, do you feel like, okay, so if weed is bad or difficult in social settings, do you feel like you can smoke weed and work on music with people collaboratively? Or do you still, Mm. or do you have to be kind of by yourself? Mm, I think I kind of got to be by myself. Like, it depends. Like, when I'm in, especially when I'm in um, settings that are, like, more hip-hop based, There are people that just smoke blunts. Right, right. Like Right, I was thinking about like that. All, like, they... It seems they, like the they, Atlanta folks probably go pretty hard with weed. Oh, big time. Yeah. And anywhere. I mean, we're yeah. in California right now. Sure, sure. Like, so when, when I'm working on hip-hop stuff, like, there are always people rolling. Before the blunt is halfway smoked there's another one like right. getting rolled up and ready to go um so i i'll do it but so you will I, smoke i will it depends on my mood you know yeah like i don't know that's that's tricky but do you you'll sometimes smoke and then get into some situation where you feel awkward or something you don't know Oh, totally. I've been in that zone a lot. Yeah, and then I'm like, oh, my Uber's about to get here. And they're like, well, why are you leaving? I'm like, oh, yeah, I have a dinner (laughs) dinner to go to. And they're like, it's 3 a.m. Right. It's it's super late. You wouldn't get it. It's like a religious thing. Right, right. Um, Yeah, that can be already, I feel like. I mean, I'm making that up, but, you know. No, for sure. Like, I duck. Like yeah. I, I've definitely ducked out of situations. Yeah. Already, I feel like I would be nervous, or have been nervous, in more. Like, I don't know, studio settings, like like big studios with, like, you know, especially with big artists. You're fucking with a lot of big yeah. artists, and I, I would be probably pretty nervous. And I think, yeah, smoking weed would would compound that a great deal. Yeah, I'm well, sure. I mean, uh, we decide, speaking of big studios, big studios make me nervous. And yeah. It goes back to what we were talking about with, like, the homegrown yeah. kind of things. Like, I, when I know that, I mean, I, I'm just the kind of guy who works really well on his own or, like, in a very intimate home setting, something that's not, like, very something that's not really official there's like a pressure that comes along with big studios yeah that like yeah sometimes i feel like it's not worth the i mean i feel like big artists that have like endless fucking funds for their shit Mm -hmm. like it's not the same pressure because like they can go a day in the studio without really making progress and it doesn't matter but I feel like when I'm in a big studio like I I feel like it's like do or die you know and it's like oh yeah that's the worst man yeah 
Like that's like I play the guitar the worst. Yeah. When it's when I'm in a studio and it's rolling. Like right. I'd rather like we're rolling. Why, it's yeah. playing right yeah. now, Josh. Yeah. Go. Yeah. yeah. Two inch tape. You know how much this shit costs. <laughs> right. Like right. fucking I like I'll I'll record the guitar on my own. Yeah. And bring it to the studio. Right. And that's right. the right take. Right. But I, I don't, I'm not good at shit under pressure like that at Interesting. all. Interesting. Like, okay. I, I see, I would have suspected that you were because, because of the simple fact that you are working with a lot of different artists and that you, I, I would have assumed that you would have kind of gotten used to it or known how to maneuver no. in those situations. No, definitely not. I'm not, but I, you know, I'm working towards it. Yeah. I'm getting better, but, and maybe I fake it okay, but I'm not good under pressure. Um, like huh. that kind of pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a lot of the reason why I like working out of my house. Yeah. Or the idea of having a house with a home studio mm-hmm. and then going from there, but, um, you know, when people tell me that the clock is ticking or, you know, you're paying this much for whatever, I'm just like, it's like, my, my fingers start shaking when I'm doing, when I'm finger picking yeah. or like I can't like get in the pocket on the drums or. Right. It's, it's a shit feeling. Um, but that's okay. Well, that's let's, okay. Let, let's, let's end at the beginning. Um, and I just, yeah, just, you know, and I don't, I don't know how, you know, it may, there may be no end to it, but, but just to say what, what did start to us, but what, why, why did music become your life? What, what was like the first stuff that happened or the first stuff you heard that made you feel like, holy shit, like I really get a feeling from this and I can do this. First thing I ever heard that affected me musically was Mind Games by John Lennon, the mm-hmm. song Mind Games. I was sitting in the back of my dad's Volkswagen, and it was raining outside. He was driving somewhere rural um, upstate New York, and I was watching the way the raindrops kind of came together they would come together on the window on the window and listening to keep on playing those mind games forever you know Mm -hmm. and i think i was three oh wow and there was something so touching about it that made me just know at that moment right there that I just, I didn't know I was going to be a musician, but I just knew how important music was in my life. And I, re, I remember throughout my entire life writing songs in my head. Um, and I never really wanted to be a musician. I wanted to be a pro skateboarder. Okay. And uh, I started really playing when I was about 18. Started playing the drums, like, in my late teens. 
And when I was 18, I asked my parents if for my 18th birthday, if they'd get me a four track, a Tascam, which actually the same thing is in the room that you saw in my okay. house here. You still have it? The same one? It's not the, same, the same exact color? one. A, which, a 488? To, uh, M, uh, I I'm sorry, 488 is the 8-track. Like, yeah, no, it's like MK2 or something? MK2. I think that's four what track. it's called. Yeah, okay. Tascam. I have the 8-track version of that. Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, so I I became obsessed with sound for some reason. My... Uh, buddy of mine was playing a lot of shit off his homemade tape recorder and we we just record stupid shit like almost like fire sign theater kind of stuff um like little skits Mm -hmm. and i just became obsessed with sound and my parents bought me a four track for my 18th birthday and after that i just like i i taught myself how to play guitar piano and more on the drums. I come from a musical family, though. Okay. So that so stuff was around. It was around. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't want people to think that it's like nothing was there. Um, and I just became obsessed with sound. I started recording just dialogue be- between friends. We'd smoke weed and just like make up stupid stories or skits. Or we would do, like, joke hip-hop songs, like, super, just, like, crass, shitty hip-hop songs. Like, over over instruments, or did you have, uh, so, or were you making, like, beat things, or just acapella? I, I would, no, no, not acapella. I would make beats out of, like, this old Yamaha keyboard, uh-huh. and I'd, like, also play the drums for, like, Two and a half, three minutes, and right. just record that, and then play some shitty synth line, right? Or not, you know, keyboard line, and sure. then we'd rap over it, and and then I started writing songs, and and like I said, you know, like my biggest influences that got me into writing music were Sparkle Horse, John Prusciante, Guided by Voices, um. But also, you know, like, beat-wise and everything, I would listen to so much Wu-Tang growing up and Outkast and bands like, and and the Beastie Boys and Mm -hmm. Beck. I always loved Beck, what he was doing. And, you know, not to blow sunshine up your ass, but you. Like, when Syme came over to my house when I was recording... And I just had a fucking disc uh, boombox with a CD player with this Anticon thing on it. Throw that in. I'm like, what the fuck am I hearing? Right? <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay. If if these people are doing it, then I, I got a shot to be on a f- compact disc. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? That was the goal, man. Get on that. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, that was pretty much it. And I just went headstrong there moved to New York City started a band with my brother nice um, yeah the rest as they say is history <laughs> uh well alright that, that I think that'll do it man we got like an hour and a half talking here um we're that was great 
Thank you for that. I appreciate yeah, that man. a lot, man. Yeah. I think I think that was really interesting. This this has been Josh Carter. Uh, now we're sitting on the the porch swing of his house, somewhere hidden deep in in the uh, the crevices of Los Angeles, California. Say bye to these folks out <laughs> here. Bye, guys. Thank you. Right. Thank you guys so much for listening. Always a pleasure to be back with you guys here on the Double W. And uh, thanks for joining. We will try to be back next week. Uh, I did have a conversation with Gabby Smith of O, uh, formerly Eskimo, and they were touring with us uh, last month, and that uh, it was a good conversation. So hopefully I'll get that out next week, if not very soon. And uh, yeah, man, I don't know what else to say. You can find me on the internet. You know where to find me. You know I'm around. TheWanderingWolfPodcast.com You can even go to TheWanderingWolf.com. That's a thing now. Got that domain. Hello. All right, y'all. Have a great uh, week and life and all that shit. And uh, above all... Keep wandering, wandering, wandering. Head on the bathroom floor Talking in my demon voice Millions of years go by Memories of peace and love Killing to reconstruct And what will the Never mind.
Something like that.